Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is finding rest in you. And now here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Welcome everyone, my name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. That's what we want to do is shed the shackles of the past. And the shedding of the shackles of the past is a big deal. Very few of us are able to do that. We wander through life, and early in life, we kind of go along with what everybody says. And we figure that if we do what they say, then everything's going to turn out just right, even though we see evidence all around us. We see our parents' marriage not so good. We see other people having health issues and financial issues and relationship issues. We see deterioration everywhere. Nevertheless, we have a hope that it'll turn out good. But what happens is, as we go through life, we end up becoming more and more like those people that we once had contempt for, or we once hated, or we once felt sorry for. We ourselves start to have all kinds of issues. Now, what's going on? Well, there's something obviously wrong. And what has gone wrong with the human race is that we have fallen away from our Creator. I often use this quote because it's so beautiful. It's from Augustine. He said, You created us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless till they find rest in you. He made us for himself. He is our spiritual parent, and we have to find him. So it's like a beautiful story. Once in a while, you hear a story of a parent and child that are separated by a war or some unfortunate circumstance. And years go by, but the parent wants to find the child, and the child wants to find the parent. And often, the child begins to search for the parent. And then eventually, there's a reunion. It's always so beautiful. It makes you want to cry because it's so sweet and so beautiful. Well, that's what our life is, ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't know. You lost touch with your spiritual parent, your creator, and nothing's going to be good until you refine him. Now, a lot of people talk about him, a lot of people write about him, and there are some nice writings about him, but it's not the same as actually finding him. Do you understand? If someone said to you, well, you know, your dad, your dad is, well, he's in Australia, and he's okay. He has a business there, and he lives near the beach, and so on and so forth. Well, that's nice. You thought your father had died. They tell you that he's okay, and he's in Australia, but you're not sure. You're not sure whether it's true or not. And besides, just hearing that, well, it's nice. You want to believe it, but you're not sure. So you've got to find your father, and you've got to see him and embrace your father. And it's beautiful. So how are you going to do that? Well, you see, there's reasons why we become separated from our creator. 
And part of the reason is because we have been mistaught. And another part of the reason we don't know where to look for him. And then another part of the reason is something in us doesn't want us to find him. Something in you. See, the, the life that you have now, this fallen ego life, the life of struggle, the life of putting other people down and they put you down or building others up and then they try to build you up and then you resent them when you see that it's phony and the life of hurting other people and being hurt and the life of struggle and trying to get to the top. And then when you get to the top, when you climb, I heard the other day it was so funny. Somebody said, when you're climbing the ladder to success, make sure that when you get to the top, you don't find out that it's leaning against the wrong building. So you do whatever everybody tells you to do. You go to college, you get a degree, you go to work, you have a family, it's all good. It's good. But something is still missing. Something is missing. And finding the missing part. So those people who tell you that, you know, all that, other, all that stuff is good enough. No, it's not. You have to find your creator. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person, and I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. And so, you've been mistaught about how to find him. And then, but the main thing is that there's part of you that doesn't, oh, what I was going to say is I almost forgot. You kind of like to challenge. You kind of want to prove. See, you want to, you want to find out whether it's true or not. You want to push the envelope. You think, maybe I can get to the top and walk all over everybody and become a success and have a lot of money and drive a nice car and then throw it in everybody's face and prove to them that they were wrong when they said that I was dumb or stupid or slow or not as good as my brother, whatever. You kind of like that. You kind of want to prove that you can do it on your own without your Creator. Because if you were to humble yourself totally to your Creator, well then pride, pride would vanish. There would be no more life of pride. No more. And somehow you find that hard to fathom. So you hang on to a shred of pride. You want to save face. Have you ever had a situation where you did somebody wrong and you, you knew you should have gone to them and said, hey, I did you wrong, I'm sorry, but something prevents you? Have you ever said something mean to someone and you immediately should say, I, I, I'm sorry I said that, but something prevents you? See? Have you ever wanted to give up smoking? or give up drinking, or give up something, and something prevents you. Well, that's the dark side. The dark side is there, and it's trying to prevent you. And then part of you sides with the dark side because you want to do it on your own, just like Adam. You have the same flaw. You inherited the flaw. But then, after much suffering and many mistakes, some of us, not all of us, some of us cry out, cry out, for true answers, and we're willing to admit that we're wrong. We're willing to admit that we've made some mistakes. We're willing to admit that we have hated some people and that we've been dishonest and sneaky in, in some of our dealings with other people. We're willing to admit 
that kind of stuff and eat humble pie and let your conscience rub your nose in it a little bit. You're willing to do that. And it's that attitude of wanting to find your creator. The attitude of wanting to be right and not knowing how to be right. The attitude of being willing to give up your resentments and your angers and so forth. You really want to give them up. You don't know how, but you want to. It's that sincere attitude that's a, a cry of the soul to your creator, and then you find him, or he finds you. And it's secret. It's a secret thing. All of a sudden, one day, you, you're you stricken. You're stricken. You scream at your child, and you see your child hurt with a tear running down his cheek. And you go in your room, and you sit there. All of a sudden, you realize what a monster you've become. Just like your mom used to scream at you, now you're doing the same thing. You see it, and you're sorry about what you see. And you want to be different. You don't know how to stop yourself. Or you're drinking too much, and you see how it hurts your family. One day you really see it. You really and truly see it. And you want to stop. You really and truly do. And you cry out to your Creator. But be careful. People will come rushing. When they see you, when they see you sitting there thoughtfully pondering and ready to make a change in your life, well, they rush to your aid, don't they? Oh, they rush in. You're a nice guy. We like you the way you are. Here, have another drink. Have another smoke. It's not your fault. Your kids are no good. It's the government's fault. It's, it's the economy's fault. It's somebody else's fault. Or they say, hey, divorce your wife. Get a new wife or get a new job. See, or get more money, or take this pill. They always have some answer, don't they? They have an answer. Follow us. Do what we do. Follow our procedures, our protocols, our format, our method of doing things, they say to you. Uh, but you know what? You've got to be like Moses or David. You've got to Find your own way. You've got to do it on your own. Moses went off. He he could have been he could have been a prince in in the in the Pharaoh's household. He could have ruled the nation eventually, but he left. He left it all behind. He went off to the desert for forty years to be a a sheep raiser there. A sheep, what do you call it? To raise sheep for forty years. He went off by himself because he wanted to, something, there was something in him, something in him that was beckoning him toward his creator, to, to do his creator's purpose and will. And to do that, he had to leave the other behind. So you have to be willing to let go of your grudges, let go of your anger, let go of your resentment, let go of your hatred. Let go of it. Let it go. Let it, Are you willing to let it go? Maybe not, because that's the only life you know now, the life of being angry, the life of judging other people, secretly looking down your nose at them and judging them for their being wrong, secretly hating your husband, hating his selfishness, ha hating him when he doesn't have what you need, or resenting the people at work, or someone who's smarter than you or prettier than you. That's the secret ego life of judgment and resentment, and secret hostility. You have to be willing to give that up. 
and the dark side. Oh, yes, there is a dark side. Well, the dark side is there. He says, hey, you know, you deserve more than this. Nobody appreciates you. See, they're taking advantage of you. You see, that's what it whispers to you. And it helps you to feel good about yourself. It helps you to judge them. And it encourages you to do the wrong, all the wrong things, to reach for the wrong remedy. It always re encourages you to reach for the wrong, never the right. And what is the right? The right is to cry out silently. The cry of the soul is silent and without complaint. Cry out to your Creator, and He will answer. And He will send a little bit of light. Like I always say, you know, you have some lights in a room that have a dimmer switch where you can turn it up a little. That's what he does. He turns up the light, the spiritual light, so that you can see. And the first thing you're going to see are your own wrongs. When you see them, just see them. Don't react to them. Don't resent them. And don't resent the light that's showing you. And then you'll see more and more and eventually beautiful, shining truths. And the journey begins. Beautiful, wonderful adventure as you as you adventure and walk toward your Creator. And then eventually one day you'll walk with God. It's so beautiful. Hi, this is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. I'm also a pianist and played some of the music examples that you hear on Shedding Shackles, such as Rhapsody in Blue, by the American composer George Gershwin. Thanks for listening. Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you, too, can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the program. The program is called Shedding Shackles. I've been on the air over 30 years now. And my message is very simple. You have to learn how to cope with stress and overcome stress. And part of the stress, well, there are two sources. There's stress on the outside right now or in the next moment to face and face properly so that you can overcome it. And then there's stress from the past that has gotten inside. That's what I talked about the first half of this program. The stress gets inside. And I said, you have to learn how to leave behind the baggage of the past, the shackles of the past. And in order to do that, you have to learn how to deal with each new stress that comes along properly, and then 
you have to learn how to deal with the stress that surfaces from within, from the past. And the problem with the stress from the past that got inside is that it now colors, it affects the present. You know, you meet somebody and they're just a person, that's all. But you know what? They remind you somehow of the dad you hated or a boss you hated or a teacher you hated or your mom who yelled and screamed at you and something about them reminds you and somehow you don't like them or something about them upsets you, something irritates you, something makes you nervous. You see, something makes you anxious, something makes you afraid, something in about them intimidates you. Do you see what I mean? And they're probably totally innocent. They're just a person, but they just happen to resemble in some way their tone of voice, their color of their hair, the, 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 the way they look. You see what I mean? So what is the cause of this new stress reaction? It's the past, the past intruding into the present. So I think I've made my point. Now I want to read you something very beautiful from Paul. And then I want to talk about that because we're following up with how to deal with the stress from the past. Paul said in his letter to the Romans, he said, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then he went on to say, so that you can test what is the pleasing and acceptable and good will of God. Now, it's very beautiful. Let's talk about that. He said, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, I understand exactly what he meant, and I want to give you a little hint so you can begin to understand also. In my room, I have some African violets. And I took some of the little African violet leaves and put them in some water. And then before you know it, there were little roots. And then I put them in the soil. And then I had little plants. When I transferred them to the soil, I, I filled up the, the little planter only halfway so that the soil was only half halfway up. And then... The, the plants were put kind of low down in the planter with the sides of the of the little planter rising above them. You know what I mean. I should have put the dirt almost up to the top, but instead I put it only halfway. And I didn't do it on purpose. I don't know why I did it. Oh, I know. I had I had some, some beautiful African violet soil that you have to put water in. And when I put water in it, it compressed way down. So there you have these plants that are that are planted in a planter. So they're kind of low down in the planter with, the, with the, the sides of the planter rising high around them, surrounding them, you see? And guess what? Months have gone by and the plants are still tiny. They still have tiny leaves. They have tiny leaves. And what's going on? Somehow they are conforming to the enclosure in which they're in. Now, I know another way of conforming would be to just to grow long, long stems and grow up above the edges, but somehow they were so low, they, they somehow didn't do that. Instead, they made tiny leaves, and so they have tiny, tiny leaves. Well, what does that mean? Somehow, in some 
mysterious way, the plant is conforming, is being shaped by its environment, isn't it? And isn't that what happens to people? They grow up in a certain place, in a certain family, and they're subject to a certain craziness in the family and issues, and somehow it changes them, it alters them. Now on the surface, some, some conform on the surface, some rebel, some rebel against it. But underneath the image of that stress got inside. And then it begins to change them. They begin to adapt. Do you understand? So there's two things going on. They're adapting on the outside. Some conform, some rebel to the outside stress. True, whether it's mom screaming or dad's anger or undercurrents of resentment or, or pressure, school pressure, drug pressure, performance pressure, academic pressure, peer group pressure. You see what I mean? So there's pressure. And on the surface, they conform or rebel. But underneath, the image of that stress, the shape of that stress, the identity of that stress, it gets inside and then it begins to change them. Do you understand? So you do, here's the secret. You don't want that stress to get inside. That's the whole secret. You don't want the stress to get inside. So instead of being conformed to the world, you are transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, there's a lot in that. I want to continue to develop this thought. So how are you going to do that? Well, first of all, you could get the little meditation that I have, because it, in, very, in a very short amount of time, in a few minutes actually, you learn how to stand back from pressures. Stand back so that they don't penetrate. You learn to watch with a little mental distance from a neutral zone, with an attitude of calm neutrality. You watch and the stress doesn't penetrate. Do you understand? Suppose someone came up to you and they called you a jerk. Well, what's going to happen? See, you shouldn't get upset. You should just hear what they say and it should go in one ear and out the other. And that's what I'm trying to teach you how to be able to do. So you can be calm, composed, in any situation. But most likely what you'll do is you'll get angry until you learn your lesson. And learn and get the meditation. You will become angry, and then what? It gets inside. The stress gets inside, then you think about it. The image of it is in your mind, the voice, what the person said. Thoughts rise about what to do, how to get even, and so on and so on. And ultimately, you might conform to that stress. You know, if, if a person is told long enough something, then eventually they might somehow throw in the towel and then just conform. On the other hand, they might keep rebelling, but even though they're rebelling, that image is underneath, do you understand? And one day it can come out. The ideal then is to not get upset. Now here's another example. Suppose someone came up to you and said, hey, I'm going to give you $500. And you say, wow, that's cool. How are you going to, what's that all about? They said, well, we're making a movie right now. You see those cameras right there? Yes. And you see that man over there? He's the director. We're making a movie. We need somebody right here as an extra, one of our extras called in sick, so we need you to be an extra. We'll pay you $500. Great. 
great, what do I do? Well, you just stand right here and then the star of the movie will come up and slap you on the face. It's all part of the, of the, of the, of the script. He'll slap you on the face and then he'll walk away. So you say, okay. So now you're standing there, the cameras are rolling. The actor comes up, he slaps you on the face and he walks away. And are you angry? No. Are you upset? No. Are you irritated? No. Why? It, you don't mind a bit because you were prepared in advance. You knew not to get upset. You knew it was a Hollywood movie and you were going to get paid for it. So now do you understand how you can be prepared in advance? So you can prepare in advance for every day by doing the little meditation. So you have a little attitude of friendly neutrality. You stand back a little bit and go out in the world. Less, less emotional. That's it. Less emotional. Calmer. And then calm and unemotional, you go through life and things just don't get to you. It just rolls off your back. You take things with a plum, with dignity, and that's how you must learn how to be so it doesn't get inside. And when it doesn't get inside, it won't change you. Do you understand? It won't change you. The image of that stress won't change you. And you won't be forced to conform or rebel. It just goes in one ear and out the other. When people come with some argument, it goes in one ear and out the other. You don't get pulled into the argument. Do you see? That's how you must learn to be. So I've tried to keep this very simple. Very simple. And there was much more I wanted to tell you. But I've run out of time. I wanted to tell you more. So now you know the secret. Get the little meditation and practice it. So that you can put into, into practice the beautiful Christian principles that you've heard and, and loved and like. But what happens is, what happens? You know you should be calm, you should be patient, you should have love with for other people. But what happens? They irritate you. Something happens. Your, your husband says something, your child makes a request, the neighbor makes a loud noise, the phone rings, a bill comes. Things irritate you and before long, your force field collapses and everything rushes in. But remember what happens when it rushes in. It shapes you. You don't want to be shaped by the world. You want to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So know now. Know now and learn the lesson of going into your room and closing the door and sitting quietly and learning to, to meditate and then go out in the world with an attitude of friendly neutrality and watch people and don't become angry or resentful toward them and life will be sweet. So go to SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. Get the meditation and begin to practice it every morning, every noon, every evening. And discover your true life waiting to unfold. And it will be beautiful. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. <laughs>